Welcome to the Complete Fitness Podcast with Core 4 Complete Fitness. Your episode is starting in 3, 2, 1. What is up, peoples? Happy Tuesday again. Back-to-back Tuesday ones. Today's podcast, I wanted to talk to you guys. One of the questions, um, I've been meaning to do this one forever, that people ask is, how do we get the gym started? What is my background, our employee's background? My wife, does she have anything to do with it? I wanted to kind of give you guys like a bird's eye view from day one where we started to where we are now, the steps I took. If any of you guys have businesses um, or are thinking of starting one, I'm going to kind of lay out the plan exactly what I did so you guys can, um, you know, copy and paste it if you like. I'm not a financial advisor by any means of the imagination. Um, but this is what I did. And if it's applicable to you and your situation, then you may take it as well. So I started off um, doing personal training when I was like 23, 24, I want to say, at a just a regular personal training gym. Um, loved it. The other trainers were great. The owners were great. Um, it was an awesome, awesome job. And uh, I kind of got like, Great problem to have, but I got stuck where I'm like, okay, I can't fit in any more people. I need to have free time for me. So I'm just going to kind of be stuck at this point until I kind of start moving the needle forward in a different way. So long story short, there was a gym that needed a manager that was opening. um, It was like a boot camp group training style gym that was opening up probably about 10 minutes away from where I lived. And it killed me because I loved where I was, but I was like, I know if I want to kind of keep, I always have to be doing something to keep pushing forward. Like I've known this about myself where I can't just sit and do a mundane task every single day. I, I can, but it's just for me, I need something that's fulfilling to me. And then other people are led by different paths and people are very motivated by money. Some have to keep growing. Some need, uh, you know, a goal to attain mine yes obviously we have to make ends meet but i i need to always be kind of conquering something i don't know why but that's just the way i am so anyways there was a gym that was open that needed a manager and um i went over there and my girlfriend at the time who is now my wife i should have listened in hindsight it all worked out so maybe i shouldn't have listened and maybe I was correct, but she said, don't do this. Something about this place just rubs me the wrong way. They're not really gym people. Um, they're not as passionate about this as you are. I, I don't know if it's going to work out. And then um, I was like, ah, don't, don't worry. You're freaking out because that's just what you do and everything will work out. I'll knock it out of the park and everything be great. So Keep in mind, we were supposed to be married. I had just got engaged. We were supposed to be married in about a year, year, about a year, a year and a half maybe. So I started working for these people. First week, it's great. It wasn't like the the typical gym. It was kind of like a 
not to say we're like grungy by any sort of the imagination, but it was almost a little bit too posh for a place that you really want to work out and get great results. Um, but whatever it was, they were the owners. They could do what they want. I just had to get people in the door. Time goes on. First week, um, the owners both work different jobs and, uh, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I got to man the ship. I didn't know how to do anything. How do, how do I get people in the door? How do I do this? How do I do that? Everything was kind of very vaguely thrown in front of me. We were doing okay. And then word got around that the owner was hooking up with one of the trainers. And that's when I was like, shit, I just started here. I got to figure out what am I going to do? The ship is sinking. The guy's married. I had a little bit of money put aside, but um, I was like, I'm getting married in a year. This place is going to tank. I can't go down with the ship. I also can't leave. I just gave all my clients away to the other trainers. So I'm stuck and I'm like, what we're not going to get married the wedding's going to be postponed i should have listened now i have no clients now i have no job what do i do and i had a little bit of money put aside um and my goal was always to open up a gym and it's one of those things that i always said maybe in my five-year plan or three-year plan i'd love to open up a gym um and i you know never really put any thought so much into it just i guess one of those things you put on the back burner when the time is right you just strike when the iron's hot well at this point the iron was very hot and i was like if i don't do this i'm probably not going to get married i probably will lose my fiance at the time um so i guess i'm going to build a gym i knew enough just from working there for those few weeks how to kind of put things together i knew the workouts backwards and forwards i knew how to program stuff I knew how to deliver a great workout. The business side of it is what I needed help with. How do you resign members? How do you market? How do you run Facebook ads? How do you get more? Where do you buy equipment? What kind of equipment? How much should it cost? What stuff should you spend money on? What stuff shouldn't you spend money on? And um, we ended up deciding for our first one to go in Milford, Michigan. And Milford, if you guys have ever been there, is kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's a little town. Um, it's, I think the entire town of Milford is like no more than a mile and a half, but it's great. We live there now. Um, we love it. Wouldn't have it any other way, but when we put the gym there, nobody even knew where Milford was. Um, why are you putting the gym there? Why are you doing this? And, uh, so yeah, so that's what we decided. We found a location and it was weird. There's like all these little signs that I was looking at and I'm like, if this isn't meant to be, then it's not meant to be, but like just try to kind of find a way that things are going okay. So I remember my wife had been looking for a teal vanity for like two years. And we find the place where the gym is. There's a little tiny furniture store across the street that in the window is a teal vanity. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe this is a sign that sh this should happen. I remember outside of the gym, there's a waterfall right outside the gym. That's awesome. So like in the summer, I can sit out there, have a coffee to kind of decompress or chill or just get away or make a phone call. So it's very, very nice. But um, we started building out the gym and then um, 
starting, at least from my point of view, small and growing when you're building at least a gym for me. And granted, the reason why we had to start small, we did not have any money. Um, I know when we opened, we had like, I think less than $300 in the bank. We didn't have any money to pay myself. didn't have any money to pay rent the next month. The gym was done, but I'm like, well, shit, let's see how, let's see how this goes. Hopefully I can make it 90 days. And, uh, so starting small, we were very basic. I had plyo boxes, dumbbells, um, battle ropes, and um, slam balls. That was it. And I swear we had like five sets of each. So all in all, I don't think we spent over 500 bucks on equipment just because I couldn't afford it. Um, so we're getting everything rocking and rolling. And uh, day one, I remember was a snowstorm so nobody showed up and i'm like we're we're going under that's it this was the grand opening day it was a saturday morning it was just two sessions snowstorm and it was just it, it was a nightmare so i went into work the following monday completely prepared just to eat shit for the next six months and lose the gym and this was when facebook ads were like brand new and if you guys remember about six years ago it was starting to come to light and this is kind of during that shift period where people went from doing mail marketing to everything being facebook 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 and we were one of the first people to really capitalize on that so once i learned that the one thing people asked if you would have done anything different i would have said i wish i had more money when we open just to destroy the Facebook links. But we only, it was like, I would put money into it, get money right back, put money back into it. It was like, it was like a legit ATM machine. The problem is we didn't have a lot of money. So we got rocking and rolling. We got our first few people. We opened up in November and by February, I don't know what it was. It was the January rush and we were new. And January, we completely just exploded in like three weeks. So it went from me scrounging, scrounging, scrounging. And then in a two-week period, I was like, what the hell is going on? Um, so we just kind of blew up overnight. So we had to hire Evan, who's now the GM of the gyms. And then uh, we were getting kind of the ship sailing at that point. But starting small too with a lot of people, if you don't have a lot of money, don't think that you have to reinvent the wheel out of the gate and take out a bunch of loans and accumulate all this debt. It's nice for your members to see you grow with them so that you're not just gonna be stuck with four stations and four pieces of equipment forever. But if they see, you know, as your membership is growing and you're new that instead of you just pocketing the money, you're putting it toward, Hey, we got TRX straps this month. Hey, we got equalizer bars this month. Hey, we got med balls or, um, sleds coming in and they're seeing, Oh, I want to stick around because I don't know this thing's going to start really taking off and getting better and better and better. So that is how the first one went rocking and rolling. Now, that being said, I don't advise putting all your money into a gym with no, no out, no anything. But I think Mark Cuban said it on Shark Take one time. 
He goes, if you're going to do something, he asked somebody on Shark Tank, he goes, what's your plan B if this doesn't work? And they go, my plan B is blah, 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 blah. I'm going to go back to whatever it is, working at Kroger or this. And he goes, the people that have a plan B know they have a plan B. So their plan A generally is almost like a little side project or a side hustle. And he goes, the people that don't have plan B that they know if this doesn't work, I am royally screwed. He goes, those are the ones that you tend to see really take off where you have no choice. Like failing, screwing up wasn't an option. I slept at the gym. I slept on the ground in between sessions. I trained every single session for three months in a row. My voice was gone every day by Friday. Um, I never left. I would go home, shower, great. And we didn't have kids. Thank goodness I couldn't pull that crap now. But um, it was just kind of the writing on the wall. Busted my ass for those months. And then the rest is history. So with opening up the second one, first you want to make sure your first one is basically sustained, right? That you can kind of back away for a week, not show your face as much, and you look at the numbers and everything's going to be okay. Now, that being said, nobody is going to give a shit about your business as much as you do. No one's going to care as much as you do. Doesn't mean they don't care about your gym, but you know, being the owner, being that this is our baby, especially our first one, you're like obsessive to a fault almost sometimes. Is the floor clean? Is there a speck of hair? Is there this? Is there this? So when you start to grow, putting people that you know, okay, can this person do my job at 80 to 90% of what I can do? And just naturally, they're, they're, they're gonna, they should be great at what they do but they're not you. It's not their baby. They're looking at it as, you know, it's still their job. I'm sure that they do care, but can they get through doing 80 to 90% of what you can do on a daily basis or week in and week out basis? And if they can, then you got to start thinking, okay, is this person ready to kind of take the next step forward? If they can't, maybe they're better at a different position um, or you got to cut them loose. But if you can find somebody that gives a damn, you know, 80 to 90% of what you can, then that's how you kind of know, okay, now we can take the next step forward. And you leaving, there's always usually going to be a little bit of a dip. That's normal. Um, but then you want to see it resurge again once that person kind of takes hold of it and treats it as their baby. And Evan from Wixom, he's over there most of the time. I'm at Milford most of the time. He said he's like, there was a switch that went off when I had to turn off. Like, I, I work here mode into this is my gym and he goes there was like a like a paradigm shift where it's not just clock in clock out i know what i have to do but he's like it was like it, it was it turned into like this is a, it, like an embodiment of me almost and you want to be proud of that of course so then we got um the second one going same plan um there's always hiccups when you guys have the build outs there's leaks contractors don't show up. I don't know if I told you guys the story, but two days before Wixom was supposed to open, the contractor just bailed. There was legit drywall not finished. There was painting wasn't done. Um, the gym was a mess. And I think we had 75 people showing up in less than 48 hours. Floor wasn't done. Floor wasn't rolled out. Um, so we worked day in, day out to get everything done. I threw up. Just because I was a nervous wreck, I drank two bangs, 
back to back because I didn't sleep. We had to do an orientation in the morning. So I drank two banks and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm on fumes. My brain can't think. I just got to get this orientation done. So drank two of them, crushed the orientation, ran out in the parking lot, threw up everywhere. Um, but it was just because I was just exhausted. I'm like, I got to nail this. Otherwise, all this stuff was for nothing. But that's what I mean. That is the type of love and care that us crazy people go through sometimes. Not to say your people have to make themselves sick. But, you know, when the going gets tough, you got to kind of do some, some crazy stuff there on out. So I know like a lot of people, they say, we went to a party one time and I told somebody we own the uh, gyms in Milford and Wixom and he goes, yo, it must be nice. I've always wanted to have my own business and just kind of work whenever I want and have the freedom. And I'm like, that is one, a bunch of BS. I go... You, you get the freedom, but the freedom is there because you work hard. If I don't work hard, then that means I have to work harder the next day. Yes, you're able to kind of like Wednesdays, I can take Viv to gymnastics or, you know, if it's one of the kids have something off, I can drive them. But that's only because I busted my ass the other 365 days that you kind of get able to let loose. But the freedom happens because you work hard. Not because you just sit there and everybody does the work for you. And who wants, it's like anything else. Who wants to work for somebody that doesn't bust the rest? You don't want to sit home while some guy's on his ivory throne and you're going, I'm working like a dog for this guy. and He doesn't do anything. So, so that's how we got the second one going. And then um, once we were rocking and rolling there, we were supposed to have our best two months at the gyms. Um, side by side since we ever opened the month that COVID hit. Everything was great. We were rocking and rolling. Everything was on the up and up. Cool. This is sweet. Let's rock and roll. We're going to crush March. And then COVID happened and um, shut everything down. So when everything shut down, in a nutshell, when we were in Milford, nobody knew where we were. And within a year and a half, there were five gyms that opened up within a two mile radius of us. You can imagine us being the only one kicking ass. All of a sudden there's five gyms in a town that's mile and a half. Competition got stiff. Same thing over at Wixom. So when COVID hit, I mentally prepared myself. And one of the fitness people I followed just said flat out, like the first week it happened, he said the next year, just get prepared to eat shit. And he said, it's not going to be fun. This isn't going to be done in three months. It's not going to be done in six months. It's not going to be done in a year. But he said, if you can stomach this, if you can get through this, there's a thinning of the herd that occurs every decade or every five years, whenever, however long it is. And he said, this is what's happening. And if you can get through it, it's going to test you. But the people that stick through it, are going to be okay. The people that were in it are fakes or frauds or phonies. Um, you're going to see them come to light. And granted, a lot of the people that, you know, unfortunately went under, I know some great, great, great people and friends of mine that had to lose their gyms as well. Those are the ones you really, really feel for. But a lot of them, people that, the fitness space is overcrowded. Not everybody's great in the fitness industry. And the ones that aren't great got kind of, squeezed out basically. So when that all happened, 
I go, we need to stay relevant somehow. This is a spot now where we can get ahead, where we had five, six gyms in Milford, you know, coming in Wixom. There was probably a couple more. Um, so it was super overpopulated. So I'm like, this is where we have the chance to scoot ahead. When everybody is on defense mode and I don't know what to do mode and I'm scared mode and we're not, people weren't even making Facebook posts and you know, you have members, you have people that look for you when the going gets tough and when their life is chaotic, that's the time that you want to be there for the most. So if you can do that, then uh, it's going to pay off. So that's why we decided, okay, let's start the podcast. So since we at least can't see them in person, we can have them listen to us. And actually, you know what? It wasn't the podcast. I started off doing weekly calls. 52 of them, I would do one every single week for our gym members. And they're all 15, 20 minutes. I would do a Facebook Live. I did it every single Wednesday for a year at like one o'clock and a various thing of uh, variety of topics. And then that is what became the podcast. But the plan was if they can't get in here physically and we can't see them physically, at least we can speak to them, get their mind right so they at least stay healthy. So when this all blows over, everybody will be okay. So, all the COVID stuff happened, did the weekly calls with everybody, went completely virtual. We shot a new workout every single day for like a year and a half, basically. Um, so I think it was, God, like 300 workout videos we shot every single day. Sometimes we do two, three a day. But uh, we did that, and then we ended up leaving the franchise we were with to completely become our own um, – entity, which was the plan all along. But um, that is the big tangled web on how we did it. In a nutshell, our franchise agreement ended and we decided to do our own thing. So once that happened, we launched a supplement line, the podcast came into play, and uh, the rest is history. So schooling and all that, I went to the fire academy. Um, I graduated there. And then um, I wanted to be go into fire and rescue. And this was shortly after 9-11. You guys remember there was like a big surge in hiring fire and uh, police. And then kind of the bottom fell out and they were starting laying off fire and police like crazy. So I couldn't find a job anywhere. And so I said, well, in the meantime, I'm going to just dabble in personal training. I enjoy fitness. I like working out. I like helping people. So why don't I start doing this? And then eventually fitness took over, the fire stuff fell on the back burner, and then uh, it kind of blew up into what it is now. But I have my bachelor's degree. It's in public safety administration. So you can see I'm using a lot of that now, but uh, everything happens for a reason, and that is the big tangled web on how we got to where we are now. So I know like with a lot of people, they think it's just this straight line to success. And I've mentioned this before, what you guys see on Facebook you guys see all the good stuff. You guys see all the happy stuff. Um, you guys don't see just what I told you, the chaos behind the scenes. Not to say it's completely hectic at all times, but there's moments, there's months, there's weeks that are just crazy. But as long as the majority is smooth sailing, you know you're kind of doing the right thing. And eventually your passion takes over to where like going into work. I don't even like saying going to work because I just I enjoy doing it. I like coming here. I like helping people. I like growing the gym. I like 
putting up a pull-up rig in here. This is this is fun to me. It'd be like if somebody told me to go work at a hockey rink. I would go, okay, this is what my passion is. There's nowhere else I'd rather be um, if I had to make a living for myself. So if any of you guys are thinking of opening a business or starting a business, the biggest, biggest thing is one, don't compare yourself to other people. When we opened, you know, I thought I was doing everything wrong because you're looking on Facebook and there's gyms in, you know, California, Las Vegas that are making three, four times the amount that we do every month. You also have to look at their market. You also have to look at the type of people that are out there, the area that they're in. But with the COVID show, those guys went out of business. So I've told this to our trainers. I go, I'd rather have 150, 200 people that I will live and die for, that I know them all by name, that if the going gets tough and I still, there's not words to thank everybody enough for why we're still here, that if the going got tough, that I know that they would help us because they know that we would do the same for them, then have 400, 500 people um, that I don't know who they are and they're just number 426. Um, so yeah, so one, don't compare yourself to other people because you're you're you. And not everybody has your business model. Not everybody has your situation. Not everybody has. There's people that have great gyms that are rocking and rolling, but they never get to see their kids. So I'm lucky enough that I get to go home every day at 10, hang out with the kids for five hours, sometimes go back for the afternoon for a couple hours and then put them to bed each night. So not everybody has your situation. You got to kind of figure out what you want and then build it out from there. Um, don't compare yourself to other people. Listen to people that have done what you do. There were people that will put in their two cents. I remember when we first opened, yes, I was young and kind of naive, but everybody had their two cents on what I should do, what supplements I should sell, what uh, equipment I should buy, what I should do this. And they're people that had nothing to do with the fitness industry. So listen to people that have done it, that have uh, been there. They walk the walk. They talk the talk. Not to say you can't take people's advice, but, you know, take some of it with a grain of salt. And then um, don't be afraid if it takes you a little while to get going. Like I said, you look on Facebook and everybody is constantly move, 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 move. There's complete beasts in this industry. Um, and there's people that are happy just having one gym. And if they're happy as a clam having one, um, you know, that's okay too. So, so yeah, and it's a tangled web, tangled, tangled web. Like I said, you guys see, and not just us, it's every single gym. Having been friends with gym owners, it's nice to where I can talk to them and they'll bounce ideas off of me or tell me a story. And I'm like, holy shit. You guys go, you guys got, you guys got the same problems we do. And they're not really problems. They're just, you're dealing with people and people there aren't, they're not robots. So every day is completely different. So, uh, yeah, it's just situations arise with human beings that you never thought you'd ever have to have to deal with. And that's just, you know, part of having a business and dealing with human beings. And then, uh, I think that's it. And like I said, guys, for some of you, um, it depends on your situation. For some, taking out a loan might be better. 
especially now with the interest rates being so low. Um, but long story short, the reason I couldn't take out the loan, I filled out all the paperwork, had to go through the uh, SBA. Luckily at Schoolcraft, they have this program to get you approved for a small business loan when you're starting off. So I did all this paperwork projections. This took me months to get this, um, what's it called? Not a business model, but uh, yeah, basically your business model. You submit it, and if it all checks out, they'll give you a small business loan. Did all this work, and uh, two weeks before the gym opens, or no, two days before the gym opens, I get a phone call from the bank, and they say, hey, the loan that you were going to have for a nice little cushion I remember they said, we don't know how to tell you this, but there was a page that you didn't sign or you missed a signature. And so all of that stuff is now crashed. It's gone and the loan has fallen through and it cannot be accepted. So two days before I was going to get at least a little nest in case things go wrong. Um, missed out on the SBA loan. And there I was with about 300 bucks in the bank just going, well, we shall see what happens. And luckily it all worked out. So do I recommend doing that? No, try to give yourself a little bit of a nest, but um, also don't get down on yourself, whether it's a gym you're opening, a daycare you're opening, an ice cream shop you're opening. Um, it takes time. It takes time to get rocking and rolling. Give yourself time to succeed. Don't get down on yourself. Enjoy the journey. That's what makes it fun. Looking back now when I was stressed out, when I was sleeping on the gym floor, I'm like, is this it? But it kind of makes it that much better when you're up and rocking and rolling, knowing that you did the blood, sweat, and tears part um, to get there. So that is all, peeps. I hope that helps you guys out. For some of you that need a little bit, maybe a kick in the butt or need some motivation to get going or you thought about starting a business, that is how we did it here. So um, that's all, folks. You guys know the drill. If you need subs, core4supplements.com. Use the code word podcast to save 10% off your order at checkout and free shipping over a hundred bucks. Love you. See you next week.